Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line yeah. it's our Vegas insider, Patrick Everson. Patrick Everson, sir, thank you for joining the show, props.com. Are you watching this game, and uh, how stupid was that challenge? I did not actually see that. I'm not in front of the TV at the moment, so I missed it. Well, I'll tell you, Pat, it was stupid, so just take my word for it. <laughs> Thanks for joining the All show. Right. Um, we got to talk about a few things. Number one, last Sunday, I mean, can, can you tell us what was the – man, maybe we should start with the weekend. Actually, forget that. Let's start with the weekend Saturday, Alabama-Georgia. Of course, we talked about we talked to you before that. Uh, Alabama comes back and they win that thing. What are the sportsbooks saying? about what happened with Bama against Georgia when Georgia just came out there and rolled. I mean, Bama came out there and rolled. Right. Well, that was a good result behind the counter, no question. Uh, Georgia was getting the bulk of tickets and money all week, and, and I think you saw the books were really reticent to go to seven or beyond, which I thought they would when we talked last week, but they didn't. Uh, that Trista, was very I remember Trista and I were going back. Yeah, ultimately, yes. But, um yeah, yeah, Georgia was still getting plenty of money at six and six and a half, so they didn't have to. They didn't. They didn't end up having to make that move, uh, you know, to get Alabama money. Apparently, a, a lot of books were probably taking a position on that game, feeling feeling all right about it. So, uh, inviting that Georgia money, but yeah, the books did great on that, and honestly, they did good all day Saturday. Uh, that Alabama win just really knocked out any liability that they might have had. I, they might have lost a little bit on the Big Ten because I'm sure Michigan was in, you know, any parlays, money line parlays, teasers and such that rolled into Saturday night. But by getting Alabama winning, Utah State winning, Northern Illinois winning, Baylor winning outright, I mean, they, uh, that, was a good, that was definitely a good day to be behind the counter, not necessarily a, a great day to be on our side of the counter. Pat, if you had to guess this week in the NFL, what game do you think is going to get the most percentage of bets? Of I might be a little biased, but I see an NFC East rivalry game against a red with a red hot Washington football team against the Dallas Cowboys. Washington, they are four point dogs at home against Dallas. The total is forty nine. What, if anything, have you heard about this game so far? Well, the odds maker that I talked to, as I mentioned to you, to you guys every Monday night, the odds maker I talked to on Sunday night to kind of set the table for the for the following week with my uh, with my props.com opening line report is honestly he's as surprised as you are Quentin that Washington is coming into this game on a four game winning streak but he said listen uh, they, they opened four and a half the first move was up to five I haven't checked it in uh, this evening but uh, he said look even with that streak and even with Washington being at home for this game he said we will still need Washington big Dallas is coming off a good win and he said the public just loves this kind of road favorite. Uh, Pat, going back to the college football playoff, we look at these sure. lines and Alabama opens up. I saw 14, but it's 13 and a half. And then you have Georgia. They open up and they're eight point favorites uh, against Michigan. Um, do you think with this, we'll start with Bama Cincinnati. Do you think we go back to 14, 14 and a half, or do you think it's going to sit there at 13 and a half for Cincy? Yeah, I, I mean, my guess is it goes up to two touchdowns, and maybe it even gets over two touchdowns. We got a long time for this to marinate, yeah. so uh, I, I do think Alabama is going to be, you know, the one taking money as we get closer to kickoff. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I, I think it's going to be two touchdowns, and it might even be more. We'll just see how heavy everybody wants to come in exactly. uh, on New Year's. It is the first game on New Year's, which uh, which hinders it a little, but I, I, there'll be plenty of juice for this game and a whole lot of juice for the second game. Yeah. I think that's going to be a, a really well-watched game. 
but yeah, I see, you know, my, I do think it's going to get, get to 14. It is interesting though. One of the odds makers I spoke with on Sunday after the, uh, after these were announced and the lines went up, uh, he actually said, we felt they, they came out at 13 and didn't move off of for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they, he said, we've seen a few bets come in on Alabama and he said, we're a little shorter than the rest of the market. But we actually think that that number is a little on the high side. So they kind of feel, I think, like maybe this comes back. I'm not so sure it does, though. I kind of, I kind of feel like 14 is in the future. It just might be a while before it gets there, because there's just so much time. People, it's not, it, it's top of mind yesterday and maybe today and tomorrow, and then it's going to kind of fade, and then it'll come back after we get through Christmas. Uh, you don't think Georgia is going to go down at all? Because I love Georgia in this spot. Eight point favorites against Michigan. You don't think Michigan will be a popular play because they're Michigan? You think that's going to be mainly Georgia money if you're a guessing man or a betting man? Well, again, same odds maker said I think Michigan is going to be a popular dog because they are coming in on so such, a, such a role. And he said people Good. are going to be poking holes in Georgia for the next month yeah. because people's last impressions stick in their mind. Right. He said what Alabama was able to do to Georgia was stunning. So he thinks Michigan's going to be a pretty popular wow. dog, and maybe this comes back. Now, I will tell you, there is, uh, there is a book in, in Vegas that everybody's pretty familiar with, and, uh, and, and the owner of that operation of that hotel and casino and thereby that book uh, is a big Michigan man. And he put nine out there, and it was out there for a while. It may even still be out there now. I'd have to go back and check. But he had nine out there for a while, almost saying, hey, come on in and bet. If you, this is going to be the Michigan-friendly place. If you want Michigan, come to my shop. Um, while there were still sevens and seven and a half at, at, you know, everywhere else. And granted, eight's kind of a loopy number. It's not like, yeah. you know, eight, eight and a half, it's kind of dead. So really, the difference isn't as vast as it would be between, say, six and a half and seven or seven and seven and a half. But it's a, you know... It's a, it's a difference that pops off the page at you when you see you can get Michigan 9. Um, right. I think it was interesting. You know, a lot of sharp betters at this shop, and there's a really sharp college football odds maker at this shop. So I think he had a say in that as well, and, and maybe they're, they're taking a position, I would say, is what they're doing. That's fascinating. Wow. Let's go back over to the – yeah. <laughs> I mean, I literally just kind of got stunned there for a second. I could go into a bunch of side roads there, but I'm going to keep – Keep on track because I have questions about the NFL, Patrick. But we could very easily go into some strange roads about uh, bookmakers (laughs) and their personal preferences and how that changes lines. Let's just not talk about the McRib, okay? Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's a compelling conversation. My odds on buying one of those after this game are pretty heavily juiced. Yeah, pretty heavily juiced because Quentin's feeling down bad. All right, so let's talk about the Niners and the Bengals. Uh, Both teams very inconsistent. Both teams have their own host of issues, right? Like the Bengals are an up-and-down team, had a terrible, terrible game against the Chargers. Now Joe Burrow with that dislocated pinky. Uh, You got a do-or-die game for the Niners, but it's also kind of a do-or-die game for the Bengals. Do you like the Bengals uh, minus two-and-a-half? And do you think this actually is going to move? Like, is this going to go? Do I need to jump on this early if I want the Bengals? Well, well, even right now, as I'm looking at it, I'm looking across several several of uh, the Nevada books, and I'm seeing ones at quite a few places and even pick really uh, at, at a spot or two. So, Maybe look, wait. if you like the Bengals, you're probably going to get uh, you're probably going to get some value here at least early in the week, because it yeah. looks like people are, are are more believers in the in, in the Niners in this spot. But again, going to the odds maker that I talk to every Sunday to kind of set the table for the following week's NFL. Um, it's you know he pointed out they both suffered really bad losses on Sunday, yeah. and I thought this was a fascinating point to make too. This doesn't really help you with your with your with your bet necessarily, Trista. But he said 
Trey Lance must be struggling terrible behind the scenes for the 49ers to still be playing Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and then he noted, to your point, keep a close eye on Joe Burrow's status for this one all week to see if that, uh, if that dislocated pinky uh, could be an issue. I, I mean, they, he played through the whole game yesterday. I can't imagine they're going to keep him out this week, but uh, it's definitely something to monitor. Pat, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask as a follow-up, what do you think, uh, what total is the most vulnerable for the most line movement? That's a good question. I'm trying to see if any – there was. I know there was one. If you can give me a moment, Tristan, I'm spinning through my report, and I know there was one that – well, first off, the the uh, one total that I know is going to be popular is that Bucks bills total. So uh, – and it's going to be popular to the over. People are going to be betting that Bucks bills game over, and the odds maker said as much. However, I will say the first move on that, showing some interesting volatility, was backwards. From fifty-three and a half to fifty-two and a half, there was another one I know that last night had a uh, had a decent move, and I'm trying to refresh my memory uh, to remember what it I'm was. But at there was one Dallas that, and Washington. It was forty-nine earlier today. It's now down to forty-eight and a half with Washington being not being able to score a ton. Like my initial thought of forty-nine the, here. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I saw it bounced around. Uh, I was wondering whether that would be one one as well. But if you have any in your notes, I'd love to know. Doesn't that one didn't didn't stand out to me, but uh, like I said, I'm scrolling through my notes and I know there was one that was uh, that was on the move last night and for some reason it's it's bl- it's I'm blanking on it, which I hate to say I hate to blank on anything. Oh, the uh, and again, this is a game that people aren't necessarily looking at except that the Tennessee Titans are involved and that's still a quality team in the AFC. But that that total drop of one and a half points last night from mm. 45 to 43 and a half. Uh, with a book that I speak to regular, you know, each week uh, to kick off the week, and now actually it's, it's inched back up to 44, but it moved one and a half points down in a in a, in a pretty big hurry. Betters don't have a, lot, a whole lot of faith that that the Jags can score, and yesterday's game was certainly evidence of that. Of course, they're playing a really good team, but uh, uh, there's not there's not many people who are who are thinking Jacksonville can put any points up. Kind of like your to your point on Washington, Tristan. Pat, I'm looking at this line right now, and this, it's a little tricky because Seattle has looked terrible, but they. Had some sort of mm-hmm. resurgence last night against, of course, Jimmy G or the lack thereof. But this week against Davis Mills on the road, the line is seven and a half. Now, I'm, I've backed Seattle a few times this year, lost some money, mostly just lost some money, but also won a lot of money with the Texans this year. Seven and a half? Does that seem a little obscure? They have Davis Mills at quarterback. Davis freaking Mills. Well, you, you know. It, it, and, and here's the thing. It opened seven and a half at the book I spoke with on Sunday night. And tonight you're still sitting at seven and a half. So yeah. if there was, if there was a hole to be punched in that number, then the, then the sharps would be punching that hole early and you'd see some movement. So it, it does seem a little off and you, and you just feel like Seattle is one of those teams, uh, even like the Colts. I think the Colts are better than the record. Yeah. Um, right. Although the Colts are a better team, better team than Seattle. I feel like Seattle's always better than its record, at the, you know, over the course of the season as long as Russell Wilson is playing. But, but boy, four and eight straight up, six and six against the spread. They don't have a whole lot to play for. That's probably factoring in a little to maybe why that number isn't. Uh, it sounds like you think Quentin it should be a little higher, and I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. But uh, maybe part of the factor is this is this is a team that is not going anywhere. I don't think. Yeah, so. and I, and I think maybe most of my thoughts are 
uh, built around the fact that I feel like maybe Russell Wilson sitting on a very good game, the healthier he gets. But, you know, teach his own. One thing I really have a question about is after watching Kansas City last night, they didn't really blow mm-hmm. me away, but they're nine and a half point favorites against the Raiders who played a really close game with Washington, but they did lose. I kind of feel like I want to go with the Raiders in this spot. Nine and a half is a large line. Are the, the, is the public or, or the books really liking the Chiefs now after they've strung together a lot of these wins? Well, I think the the I, I they expect the public to keep staying on the Chiefs, especially right. now the Chiefs have seemingly got it back yeah. together. They've 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 won what five and they're five and zero straight up. Yeah, and uh, you know on a on a decent run here. Got a cover last night. They don't they just you know they haven't covered been much of a covering team for you know the last two seasons really, but they're winning. And with, with Patrick Mahomes back there and, and being the two-time defending AFC champion, that's enough to get the public on him. And the odds maker that I spoke with Sunday night about this, uh, you know, he said a lot of money line parlays and teasers that include the Chiefs are in our future. So uh, he, he expects the, the Chiefs to be a, a heavily teased team. Uh, for this Sunday's game against the Raiders. Well, Pat, you're in our future, and we can't wait to get you back here next week on the show. Thanks for joining us tonight, and, uh, hey, continue to bring that great contact every single week. I appreciate the three you have me on. Have a great week, Thanks, and we'll Pat. talk real soon. Thank you, Pat. Uh, the next big rib on me. That was Patrick Everson from Props.com joining us on the Roman Guest Line. I'm get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Now to get $15 off your first mm-hmm. month, 